This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We need your second opinion. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. It's 102 back on the Fan. It's the Tiki and Tierney Show. We got another hour. Cartner Roberts coming up after us. Mr. Barber, as I wave some paper here, mm-hmm. would you like me to read the contents as it pertains to your New York Giants? Mm, go ahead. Okay. Playoff scenarios. <laughs> Entering week number 16 around the NFL. The Giants, 8-5-1. and one. All right. The Giants clinch a playoff berth with... A win, a Washington loss, plus a Lions loss. All right. Or a Giants win, a Washington loss, and a Seattle loss. Or a Giants win, a Lions loss, and a Seattle loss. So still a few other layers to it Yeah. before the G-Men pop that ticket for good. But it's getting down to crunch time, T. It's almost there, buddy. Essentially, if they win... They have a really good shot of getting in because Detroit, well, Washington has a tough schedule down the stretch. I think Seattle does as well. I can't remember it off the top. Well, they're playing the Jets in that week six, uh, week seven. Uh, I'm sorry, week. What is this stupid schedule? The new game. <laughs> this is this week is 18, 16, yeah. 17, week seventeen, game sixteen. I think. Yes, that's correct. And Washington has. Um, Washington's schedule is not easy going down the stretch. Line schedule simple though. At San Francisco, Cleveland, um, and then Dallas Cowboys. That's Washington. So they got a little rough, rough road ahead of them. The the Commanders do. Okay. Basically, the Giants all they think they control is winning. Forget the playoffs. Just win this week. Yep. That's a good starting point. By the way, Detroit, right? It's so funny. The Lions are seven and seven. The Jets are seven and seven. They feel so different, don't mm-hmm. they? And uh, I'll tell you, Lions have a really easy schedule. This obviously can impact the Giants. Let's see. Because they have the, head, the, the uh, tiebreaker against the Giants. So, they finish up at Carolina, who's a mess. Chicago, who stinks. And at Green Bay, who's nothing. Yeah. I mean, certainly better than yeah. the other two teams. At Carolina. At Carolina. Chicago at home. Yep. At Green Bay. I mean, they're going to beat Carolina. It's, it's basically going to come down for the Lions if they can beat the Packers at, at Green Bay in the last game of the season. I agree. I mean, it's kind of great. It's great scheduling. You and you, not that you could have known that 
Not serendipitous. Yeah, Nobody's sitting right. there saying, oh, it's we got to have the Lions Packers for that interesting, you know, that long rivalry that never goes Detroit's way. Yeah. It's got a little lucky no, with I that. don't think anybody expected the Lions to be this good this year. No. I mean, we talked about firing Campbell yeah, when he was 1-6. Which was stupid. Yeah, yeah no, I'm not saying it was the, right. The team, but... the team was just bad. And by the way, a lot of those games, they were close. I mean, they lost some really close games, right? They lost to Philly by three. They Somehow they lost bad to the Commanders early. Lost by double digits to the Commanders. Actually, no, that might have been, have been a two-possession two game. They lost to the Commanders. Minnesota, they lost by four. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> no, they beat the Commanders. And then they lost by three to Seattle. They got blown out by New England somehow. Didn't score a point against New England. Cowboys, they lost. Lost to Miami by four. Beat Green Bay. And then they, then they started winning. The only loss was a three three team a three point loss to the Bills. Yeah, some competitive losses there, and yeah. that was the Thanksgiving Day game, right? The Bills. Yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving. And they they almost won that one too. Yeah, they've been playing very well for a while. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six is our number here on the Fantiki and Tierney Show. All right, let's get back to the phones, and we'll take it to two. Then it's Craig and Evan. Dino's down in Maryland on the Free Odyssey app. Dino, what's happening, buddy? How are you? I'm well, Tiki Tierney. How you guys doing? Good man, yourself. Very well, thanks, bud. You're doing well. Huge fan of you guys. Um, since you came out, you know, first listen to your CBS and now um, with WFAN. Love it, man. Appreciate you. Thanks, Dino. Appreciate that, dude. What's up? Um, a couple questions. Um, as far as like the, the winning streaks, um, Rangers were expected to be one of the top teams in, in the division. Um, they added Trocek, which was key, and. Um, a lot of the core guys are still there, and they have a couple of young defensemen. So, kind of like figured, you know, where they are. But definitely the Knicks, as far as a bigger story, because with adding Brunson it, and the lineup changes, they seem to gel more, gel in, in a positive way. So, it's always good as far as having the Knicks and Rangers up there as far as this year goes. Do you watch both? You know, because one thing that I've always said, Dino, for, for those, you know, I don't want to reset this all the time, but I, I really haven't said it much. I was actually a big hockey fan when I was young. And I used to play in the street all the time, and I used to watch hockey. I remember staying up late. This is when the the Knicks and the Rangers road games were both on Channel 9. Uh, and it was like Ron Duguay, you know, Barry Beck. I was young. That's the first Rangers team I remember. And I used to really, really, really like hockey. But as I fell deeper in love with basketball, I just think it's – I think it's almost impossible to be – you know, equally fervent for basketball and hockey. I think at some point, I think one of them's got to take a back seat. My back seat became, you know, letting hockey kind of slide out the side door, not not remain as interested. Can you juggle both? Do you watch both every night? Well, for me, since I moved down to Maryland, I I, I only do the radio coverage with the um, hockey. But now I got, I got now I pick up the NBA app. The Knicks got me back in as far as um, the way they're playing now, and I. Uh, I may be going to the Knicks Wizards game coming up in Capital One Arena, but the last oh, nice. few years, the last few years was was hockey for me as far as that goes. Okay, so and you I basically you take my- you take the temperature of the hotter team and you kind of roll with them. So if the Knicks are down like they usually are, you're going to stick with the Rangers. You're going to stick with hockey. I, I could see that, but like I, you know, and Huff, I want you to pop in on this because me and T, you know, we've come clean. Obviously, when the Rangers and the Isles and the Devils, more Rangers, and I also didn't grow up with it. I had no hockey. That's that's true. All. That's true. Uh, you know, come playoff time, we'll, we'll certainly follow, we'll watch, we'll talk about it. Um, but, you know, day-to-day, we're not, we're not going to give you a ton on the hockey. I just think it's impossible to, like, every single night juggle, you know, the Rangers and the Knicks with, with an equal amount of passion. I don't know. 
I'm not saying I don't know anybody, but I don't know many people whose hockey passion and basketball pa- passion is is on the same plane. I think invariably one has to dip. I, I agree with that. I'm a hockey guy, I know you 100%, are. Yep. and it's it's tough to juggle both. And it's the same way, too. Like, I'm trying to get people into MMA and, like, like UFC. People tell me they don't have the time because they have all these other sports they're already invested in. So it's like that they can't put that on their plate. It could be a cool option, but they can't do it. I, I I know there's one person I think may be close. That's Anthony Gallo. He is a diehard Knicks fan. Mm-hmm. He seems to be a diehard Rangers fan. He's locked into both, from what I understand. I don't know how he interesting because I talked to Gallo. You know, we have the St. John's commonality yeah. there. We talk hoops all the time. We talk about the Knicks every day. Uh, I, I I don't I don't bring hockey to the table, so I can't. I'll take your word for it. But he's definitely locked in with the hoops. No question, hundred percent locked in with hoops. But he's definitely. I see him all the time with the Ranger jersey on. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. We talk about the Rangers all the time, so he can juggle both. Then I can't think, though. No, me neither. I don't even try. It's just, and then you mix in college basketball, which mm-hmm. I'm obviously pretty yeah. deep in too. Then you mix like somebody like Boomer, like Boomer. Boomer likes the Rangers. Boomer, no, uh, pardon, pardon me. Boomer likes the Knicks. Boomer understands the Knicks. He can talk basketball, but he loves his Rangers. Obsessed. That's not even close. Dude, his favorite player was, was, was Roger Bear. Like, yeah. He was, he was, has always been a Ranger fan and always will be a Ranger Who fan. Who are the biggest hockey fans at the station? Boomer. Besides Booms. I would say. I think Sal's a pretty big Rangers fan. Sal's right? a big, big Rangers fan. Sal's a big Rangers fan. Keith is getting into the Devils like a ton. Like he's been going to the Devils games a ton, and he loves it there. So, yep. so he's now. Yeah, into they treat it. him well out there. They give him the king treatment out they there for the really Devils. Do, which he, is Keith why. is no dummy. He's sitting, like, <laughs> he's sitting right on the boards every night. Which is why you should definitely go there as well uh, just to check it out. Yeah. Uh, I would put myself up there as a huge hockey fan as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what about? I mean, Gio doesn't like hockey that much, right? No. Evans an Islander fan, but that's way down the list. Craig. Yeah. I don't even know if Craig likes anything. What sports? Well, I think he's an Islander. I think he's an Islander. I think he is too. But I like you know he's not. He's not. I don't think he's a crazy hockey no, fan. No, no, he's not. So there's really no outside of Boomer, Gallo off the air. You're a pretty big hockey fan, and Sal. I think those are the biggest ones, right? Mick, McMonagle's a Rangers fan. See Mac too. Yes, he but is. is he a big Nick fan? No. See exactly. He's, he's not. He's kind of let that go to the waste. It's tough to juggle. It's so, tough. Do you like hockey? It's great. I actually do like hockey. Yeah. But. But he hasn't seen a game in 37 years. <laughs> is it easy to listen to? Because obviously we don't, we know you don't watch TV, but is it easy to listen to? Uh, it's hard. You have to visualize it. And yeah. it's hard. The action is so quick. Yeah. That it's hard to really picture it in your head. I remember as a kid, Rangers Anders, talking about when the Anders were winning four cups in a row, those mm-hmm. series with JD in, in the Nets. I hit also then on the radio, and my parents had a TV. Amazing that you you really can get into it both on radio and TV. You have sure. to follow the puck. Hockey play by play is the hardest thing to do. Right, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. Now, what channel were the Rangers like those Nine. games that you were at? Nine. back Nine. then? Yes, playoff games. I think so. Really? Well, I mean, it was simpler back then. Like, like didn't you, the Rangers almost? almost did, it wasn't a big deal when the when NHL went to national. Playoff games and they signed that first deal. I mean, I couldn't even tell you. Like, if you told me the nineteen eighty Stanley Cup, I know that the I know that CBS had the NBA because growing up, I was watching Magic and Bird on CBS, and we know about the NFL, yeah. we know about baseball. Even I heard Monday, it. even yeah. Monday Night Baseball. I don't know. I couldn't tell you what channel the hockey playoffs run, but I, I have no idea. I don't know. As a matter of fact, you know who Marv's backup was doing Ranger games. Let on me guess. Radio? Let me get on the Marv's backup. You told me the early eighties. Just give me a time frame. I think here. so. Maybe early, maybe earlier than that. Marv's backup as the play-by-play man. Uh, 
it wouldn't have been. Marvis unbelievable at radio. Oh, he's, he's, he's great at everything. It would have been Al Troutwick. Al's a little bit younger for that, right? Uh, I, I'm, I don't know. Howie Rose. Was it Howie? Rose. Before he did Islanders on TV, he was doing Rangers. That's how he got his first play-by-play play action, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, if you could do a radio play-by-play, play, it's TV's got to be cake. <laughs> well, especially with all the foreign names in hockey. Now, granted, if you're involved in the sport, you know all the yeah, names. Like the yeah, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm hard, just but... saying in general. Like, yeah. doing play-by-play play on radio is a grind. For any sport or... Uh, relative to the TV. Oh, totally agree. It's a grind. Totally agree. No. It's a grind. I'll tell you what, to, to Dove's point about how, especially with hockey, you know, and it's, it's visual theater, and the more creative you are, the better you can actually make it more vivid in one's head. But I remember... That's when I still really liked hockey. I remember, because I believe it was the night before Easter, 87, the Islanders played like a four or five. I've looked this up. The Islanders played a four or five game, uh, four or five overtime period game. I don't even know if I said that right, but you know what I mean. <laughs> against the Capitals in the playoffs. And I'm pretty sure LaFontaine scored a goal. It was at least four overtimes, maybe five. 87? Does that sound right? Definitely Islanders, and I'm almost positive it was on Holy Saturday. Anything jumping I out? I found some. What do you got there? He should know off the top of his head. Who, me? No. Uh, it, uh, oh, he's uh, a big hockey fan. I know. Should know. Should know. I mean, 1987 was five. I mean, come on. It doesn't yeah, matter. You got to know what came before you. Study then, history. Man. I noticed that that's studying, an excuse yeah. for you a lot as we vamp to find to give uh, you time to find what I'm actually yeah, asking Yeah, when I'm five years old, I don't remember anything. Uh, I mean, listen, <laughs> I asked you who the Mets' second baseman was back in the late 70s. You didn't know it was Doug Flynn. Yeah, I'm sorry. I wasn't even thought about back then. I know who the Yankees' second baseman was before I was born. Do you have yeah. a Mets history so? book? Like a history of the Mets? Yeah, it's called I, Evan Roberts when I do the Rico Bronies. No, it was 1987. Game seven, four overtimes. For, and, and Capitals, Islanders, right? Capitals, Islanders. Was it the night before Easter? It was April 18th into the 19th. There it was. And did LaFontaine score the game winner, or am I off on that? It's called the Easter Epic. Who got the yes. game winner? Yes, it was LaFontaine. Yeah, Patty <laughs> LaFontaine. Don't mess with my hockey knowledge. I will embarrass you. It's <laughs> <laughs> about all I know. All right, eight seven seven. Who's the goalie on the Islanders today? Hey, listen, don't say we don't talk Islanders. <laughs> I just gave you a 35-year point of reference. We got it all for you. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. It's 120 on the fans, the Tiki and Tierney show. We got Cartner Roberts coming up next. So all day, you keep it locked into us here on the fan. Happy holidays, everybody. Getting ready for Christmas. Gearing up for Hanukkah, which is already here. A couple of days in, right, though? What do we, is this day three? Day two. Tonight, day two. we light the third candle. Happy Hanukkah, buddy. Thank you. Yep. Any uh, any gifts opened yet? Any Anything to... Uh... Uh, no, actually, my father's in Florida, so I'm not going to see him this, this time for Hanukkah. Okay. Uh, I have one uh, married daughter coming with my grandson for uh, the weekend. Oh, I see. That's the best part. All right. There you go. There you go. On my dining table are the gifts my wife wrapped. Of course. Uh, yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. I would be uh, remiss if we didn't uh, congratulate our former producer, Mike Samter, who got the greatest Hanukkah gift ever. He did. He, he is a dad. He and his wife, Susan. Our dad, our our parents now for the first time had it yesterday. We got the message yesterday on uh, Instagram, or not Instagram, a, a text message, 
uh, gave birth to a beautiful baby girl. Yeah. Do you see what I wrote him right away? Yeah. How did you deliver something so beautiful? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Obviously, it was his wife. That's awesome. But congratulations yep. to uh, Samter for Alexandra Samter, who is his uh, daughter, she was born yesterday. That's awesome. Yeah, she he is, produced she really us for is. over 10 years. We were with Mike. Yeah, he, she really is beautiful, too. Mm-hmm. Every baby is beautiful. True. I mean, really, what what baby's not beautiful? Point. Think, really, what baby? Point. How do you look at a baby, especially a newborn, <laughs> and not say, God, that, that's just that's the most beautiful thing you could have right there? I'm, awesome. I'm looking at the pictures now of Alexandra, and I'm like, I miss the baby button nose. Like yeah. the noses of babies. You know what I miss <laughs> with my kid now? My daughter's six, my son is seven. Yeah. I miss that, like, this, when they're really young. And I don't mean just, like, when they're first born. But even until, like, they're three or four, like, their skin mm-hmm. smells. It just smells babyish. It, yes, No matter does. what you put on it. Yeah, it it's babyish. the best. That's it is so the true. best. Oh, my God. Yeah, so. yeah you say that, and I have, a, I have a twenty, almost a 21-year-old, which is nuts. Oh, AJ's going to be 21 flying. in July. Time's flying, buddy. It really does. It's going quick. So happy holidays, everybody. And uh, enjoy the family time. Me and Teak, and I think every, pretty much everybody's here this week. I think I think Booms and Geo were in uh, are in all week. I'm I'm pretty sure. Crowd Al was... Dukes is off after today. Yep, I just met the guys on the air, but that's right. Al is off, but uh, Boomer and Geo are here all week, and I'm pretty sure Craig and Evan are, are together for the week. Next week's a little different. Most of us are taking off, but then we launch into 2023, and uh, and you want to talk about things going quickly here? It, I mean, we've almost been here a year. Feels like yesterday we did our first show. So so far so good, and. Hopefully you guys were enjoying Remember it. Remember how excited we were. I was <laughs> like, pumped. Like, finally. I can't, couldn't wait. I finally couldn't wait. be local. Yeah. Finally be local. Hey, listen, you know, as much as we wanted to come here, Lynn Station, I think, is a little lucky to have us as well. True. You know. But, you know, uh, let's be real. When we first signed t- t- a decade ago, uh-huh. the idea was that eventually we would be local because the two stations... Remember? Yes. That was part of the deal. That yeah, was part of the deal, which never came to fruition. Like, oh, yeah, but, uh, well, you know what? Uh, CBS we won't Sports air past grievances on the air here, Mr. Balba. CBS Sports Network <laughs> is never going to be on local radio. No, no, no. 877-337-6666. East Quag Alex, who was the, uh, the fan of the Tom Thibodeau, He's, he runns the fan club out there for Tibbs. What's going on, Alex? How are you? Hey, happy holidays, guys. And we, the listeners, are lucky to have you, I want to say. Well, I that. appreciate that. Well, we're been lucky a, to have you. Been a good start. Well. Been a good start. Okay, I'm not going to rip Tibbs uh, this call. I'm, I'm just getting nostalgic <laughs> because we're talking, about the, we're talking about the Rangers and the Knicks. Let me tell you about how far back I go. I'm going to give you a couple names uh, uh, for both teams. For the Rangers, do you know who the stalking moon was? No. They had, during the Emil Francis era, uh, a big, really good defenseman, a uh, native North American named Jim Nielsen. He was called the Stalking Moon because it was Native American. Okay. Heritage, but okay. You never heard of him? I, I don't okay, know. That's, that's, I could lie. We're talking about we're talking about the sixties. Now for the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Now for the Knicks, same thing. You know, Willis Reed famously was a second round pick in nineteen sixty four. The first round pick that year was the original Bad News Man because you've heard of Bad News Marvin Barnes, right? Yep. Remember, right? I remember well, Barnes, Jim of course. Bad, Jim Bad News Barnes was the Knicks' first round pick in 1964. That's the original Bad News man. That's what about the old wrestler Bad News Brown? Remember that guy? I don't remember Bad News Brown, but I'll tell you this much: when I was 12 years old, my father, who had uh, ties with ABC, smuggled me into the garden nice. to see Bruno Sammart to see San Martino against George the Animal Steel. You Are had you to be 14 s- to, serious? I'm not kidding you. Yeah, you had to be 14 to get into the wrestling matches back then. But my old man had connections, so I saw Bruno versus. Uh, uh, Steel, it would, turned out to be a draw because Steel kept sticking his head outside of the ring, and it was almost a riot. <laughs> can I that. guess? You know can I popular? guess the year, Alex? Can I guess the year? 
Uh, let me get, let, no, let me, me get, let me guess the year. Hold on. So let me let me go back backwards. So so Hogan takes the belt off the Sheik. What was that? Eighty three, and then Sheik had it for a little bit. Backlund had a long run. Uh, you got a long ways to go. Man. I'm getting there. Don't worry, buddy. Uh, not Jesse the Body, the guy that looked like <laughs> Jesse the Body, the blonde. Um, a superstar <laughs> Billy Graham was before Bob Backlund. Then br- I'm going to say this is 1973. Nope. Keep going. Seven. I'll just tell you. By the way, by the way, the, you must know the battles between Sam. I was a huge Sam Martino fan. The battles between Sam Martino and Billy Graham were were epic. Oh were like yeah. Three or well, four listen, Sam Martino. But I'm the, talking. Oh yeah. Go ahead. I'm talking 19, 1969 at wow. the Garden. Wow, that's See, interesting. I didn't know that George Steele was around that early. That's what was throwing me off. George the Animal George, Steele. Hey, George Alex, the Animal Steele. And guess wow. what? In 1968, there was a movie, a Western, called The Stalking Moon with Gregory Peck. Peck, Gregory Peck. (laughs) Wow. Yes, uh, that's where Jim Nielsen got his uh, Yeah, of course. Of course. I'm just looking up the history. You took me down a rabbit hole, Alex. That's uh, (laughs) an interesting points of reference right there. 1970, George Steele? Did he still have the green tongue? And was he was he in, was he biting the turnbuckles in 1970? <laughs> How about that though? You had to be 14 years of age to go to a wrestling match at the Garden. Can you imagine how lawless it was? If if Alex is right, and I have no reason to believe that he's not, can you imagine how lawless those wrestling matches were in the 70s mm-hmm. at the Garden? The booze, the fights, the drugs, the gambling. Oh my God! It must have been awesome. <laughs> I love westerns. I'm gonna have to watch this movie. I can't stand Western. They bore me to tears. They they are so boring to me. Anthony's in Harlem. What's up, Anthony? How are you? What's up, guys? Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Likewise. You too, bud. What's up, man? You too. I got to tell you, New Zealand is the most beautiful place I have but ever see, been. But see, I'm not going to be there long town. enough to enjoy it. So me and my gotta wife want to go. Days, me and my gotta wife stay. wanted to go, but it just it's just not going to work out. My daughter's birthday is the day after Christmas, and the wedding is just ill-timed, and I had to hang on before... I knew that I didn't have a game at the end of the year for CBS, so it just became complicated. And so, um, but I have to go. So I'm only yeah. going for a day, so that when I go back with my wife, I don't go experience stuff that you know what I mean. Like, oh, I've been here before. I kind of want to do it with her, so I'm just going for the wedding and literally coming right back. Worth the trip, twenty hours, I think, but well worth it. Yeah, Amazing. I've heard. My brother said the same thing. He went about two years. No, maybe it was because it was pre-COVID. He went right before COVID. He said the same thing. He said it's yeah. unbelievable out there. Um, so anyway, I want to talk about this um, this football team that these Jets. Even when they're bad, they're bad, right? We're in quarterback hell, guys, right? Because we got Mike White, and we may have something with him, but now he's hurt. So you know he's not playing for the rest of the year, right? He's got broken ribs. Yeah. No doctor's going to clear him because you know how it works with ribs. He could be fractures those ribs worse. He could puncture his lung and yep. die. So yep. They're not going to clear him. So we got this kid for three games. Does anybody? Do you guys think? I know what I think that he's winning three road, three games, two on the road to, to lead us to the playoffs. I don't. I mean, I hope that it happens. But here's the consolation. And I, I said this yesterday when we were talking about the whole Eli Manning when Eli came. Like we were, we were good that year. We had a good offense. We had a good, some good players on defense, and we sat down Kurt Warner at week nine and played Eli. And we just, we just knew it was going to be bad. And it was frustrating because some of us vets were kind of just like, dude, you only get so many shots at this, but it was for the greater good. And so this is not even that situation because you don't have a choice whether or not to play Mike White over Zach Wilson. You have to play Zach Wilson. So even if you don't make the postseason, at least you're getting him the necessary experience that's going to help him be better next year because there's only one way to do it. We've talked about this a lot today, Anthony. There's only one way to figure out 
what to do and what to ex- react to in a game, and that's playing in those games. You're not going to get it by sitting and and not experiencing it. So they needed this. My only issue is that Robert Sala created this issue. If he would, this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Just played him against Chicago and let us scream and yell about how he deserved to be benched. And he probably would have had a good day against Chicago because they stink. We would have stopped talking about it. Like, we wouldn't be worried about it. We'd say, yeah, he's just going through growing pains. Like we said the first seven games they did this season where he was 5-2. and two. Yeah, yeah, he stunk. But you know what? They won the game. Who cares? They're good enough to overcome he it. He didn't even stink. He just wasn't really doing big things. He was protecting yeah, the ball. Well, I wasn't mean, making mistakes. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He wasn't, wasn't making, making mistakes, mistakes until the Patriots game. Yes. So do you guys think that after three games, the Jets are going to see enough to say, Yes, he's our guy next year, or we need to make I don't think they have a choice, Anthony. I don't think they have a choice. And that's the unfortunate thing, and it sucks for Mike White because he's – we said this the other day. This Why did he come, keep coming back into that Bills game? Because he's playing for his career. He's never getting this opportunity again um, unless someone is desperate for a free agent quarterback and signs him and maybe he wins a job in camp. I don't think he got a chance in camp here. So the only chance he got was when Zach got benched. Um, Joe Flacco was bad. And they had they had to play somebody. They played Mike White, and he balled. So he reason he played hurt, and he probably played significantly hurt for a lot of that game because this this is his only shot. And now he you can't go back to him if with two weeks now on the bench, Zach Wilson playing just average enough to be good. You can't go back to Mike White. It sucks for for Mike White, but it just is what it is. Yeah, I mean, the thing, and I know that you're not comparing skill set, the skill set of Eli to the skill set of Zach. They're very different athletes. I I know you're not doing that, but the big difference, too, and you got to bring this to the table here, is like, 
when you guys pulled Kurt, and, and I remember it in real time, you guys weren't happy, and the fans weren't thrilled about it, even though everybody understood it. Yeah. You know, certainly, like, fundamentally understand what's going on. That's Eli's rookie year. Yeah. This is year two for Zach. Yes. That is a huge yes. difference. If Ain't... this is year one, it's a different sell. Mm-hmm. It feels so different. And then the next year, Eli came back, and I know he threw a bunch of picks, but he, we went 11-5, and five, and he threw 24 touchdowns. Yeah. This is year two for Zach. He's got seven touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, and he just hasn't looked like he can be elite. No, no. He hasn't even looked like he can be average, like, consistently. Yeah, don't let the number fool you. The national narrative, as we said many times, is favorable on him because of the number. Most people didn't watch, who are evaluating him nationally, didn't watch every single play. The snaps, right? the snap by snap. and I were just going through it in one of the breaks. Yep. Like, it's just little things that he's not doing perfectly right, or not even perfectly right, right, period. And so it, it just it gets frustrating, but... What can you do other than hope that he keeps learning? That's all you can do. Yeah, I mean, listen. Well, you can also have a plan B. And whether that's Mike or something else in the Mm -hmm. offseason, that's something that they have to do. To answer that directly, when you say what else can they do, they need to do that. And I'm sure that they will. I hope they will. But the other stuff, you're right. What else can you do outside of ride the wave of ups and downs? But the one thing that is not disputable is the, the alarming level of inefficiency that he has showed since day one. You look at all of the statistics, and he's basically dead last yeah. in terms of efficiency stuff. It's 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 scary. Uh, let's get Vinny on Staten Island. Vin is on the fan. What's up, Vinny? Hey, guys. What's going on? Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. You, you too, all. Vince. You too, buddy. What's happening? Uh, so I was going, like, prior in the free agency. We were talking about this big move the Yankees were thinking about making. And to me, I think possibly Christian Yelich. And I'll tell you why. He hasn't been the same since he won the, uh, the MVP award. Cody Bellinger, he signed a one-year deal with Chicago, trying to you know resurrect his career. Ever since people win that, the plays with National League MVP awards, they have not been the same. So if you could trade a bad contract, possibly Aaron Hicks or Josh Donaldson for Christian Yelts and attach another player to that, mm-hmm. I don't see why not. Like he's he's a good left fielder. He's still young. He played with Stanton in Miami, but I mean that's the only. At the time when they were talking about that big move, I was thinking, I was Tatis was far, far away. I really want a Correa, but I would not be opposed to possibly getting. Uh, All right, now Vin, now Vin, let, let me throw this at you. It's it's an interesting thought. It's fairly unique. I haven't heard a lot of that. You you hear a lot about Reynolds. You hear some pipe dreams about Otani. You hear some other things. That that's interesting. But here's the yep. thing, you know, whomever comes in to play left field is going to be an integral part of a team that hopefully is trying to win a championship. And yeah, I'm, no, no, I'm, I'm all about, you know, buying relatively low with a with a decent pop on the back end in terms of reward. But I also need something that's a little more guaranteed. They're not trying to go from bad to average. They're trying to go from good to great. And if this guy's done in terms of being a real difference maker – uh, what does he bring into the table? He's had a couple of bad years since the MVP. It, it, it was injured play years. I, I agree with you, but I, to me, like I think, listen, Brian Reynolds is the best option. But you're gonna have to give up a lot to get him, and that's what and that's what the Pirates are doing. They're like, oh, we'll tri- we'll we'll listen to offers, but we're not gonna trade him, and we want the Earth, the stars, and the moon for him. But if you can get a guy like Christian Yelich, yep. or maybe Charlie or Charlie Blackman. Who's coming from Colorado? Uh, you can play left field. Yeah, I, I think Blackman's I, I a little. I think listen, he's, the options are not that great. But no, Vinny, sure Vinny you're right about that. The options are not great. But 26 million is what is what is what he's carrying for the next 
seven years? Yelich's. Yelich. Yeah, is, are you serious? One, two, three, four, five, six years. Well, uh, keep in mind, he prefaced with Stanton being involved in this and then attaching a prospect to entice uh, well, Milwaukee I mean, to do this. So you're taking back money that's undesirable because Yelich isn't the same, but if you're getting rid of Stanton's you, yeah. money, but then you're also getting rid of Stanton's production. That's right. Which that, dwarfs Yelich's. He had 14 you, home runs last year. And nine the year before that. And he played 154 games last year. He played a lot. Yeah, he played 100 the year before, or 117 the year before. So in nine home runs. This, this I, not a, you know, I don't he's know not what the, He's not the, the same player that hit 44. Let me, and, I mean, uh, I, don't, I don't want to cast aspersions. Is he a steroid guy? 18 and 19 were explosive. I mean, look what he did. Explosive. Over, uh, you know, one, actually it was right on one OPS in 18, 1100 and and 19, 36, 44 home runs respectively, 100 plus RBIs. Tiki led the league in OPS plus back-to-back years, one MVP finish and and next second, and then he fell off the face of the earth. I mean, how does that happen? Injury? Well, but he was healthy last year and he didn't do anything. 14 home runs. Yeah. What do you have? Six hundred at bats? Six seventy one. But it is a back I don't injury. Know, I can't mess you just you just guy. worry about back injury. So first of all, so if that can so, get rid of Donaldson through him, yeah. I'm interested. So if the excuse is a back injury, that's also what prevents you from entertaining that. A back it's, injury. It saps you of all the power. Ask yeah. our boy Mattingly. Yep. Back yep. injuries will destroy you. Ah. Yeah, I know. As you know. I do know. Personally, though. Yes, I do. <laughs> Let it rip. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. All right. 142. Back on the Fantique and Tierney Show. Uh, we've got uh, some more calls to hammer out. Craig and Evan coming up at 2. But first up, Dove, money time, sir, if you don't mind. Thank you very much. We're going to stick with the NBA tonight, guys. Sorry for the TK and Tierney Daily Pick brought to you by Superbook Sports. Better odds, favorable prices. Bye. My good friends over at Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely. Choose Ramsey Mazda. And by Flag and Anthem. Real clothes, real life. Visit flagandanthem.com. I mean, the Knicks and the Warriors. Let's go. I got to touch it. I got to. I love the way the Knicks are playing. I've ridden them a few times during this six out of seven game uh, NBA streak. I gave you the Cavaliers last night. Bank that as well. There you go. Uh, the Warriors are a complete disaster on the road, and they're very, very banged up. They are 3-14 and 14 away from the Chase Center. Right now, they're not even in the play-in in the Western Conference. They're 11. Good God. Now, I also like the betting trend here. This game opened up at four and a half. It's been bet up to five and a half. Curry's out. You know that. You might know that Wiggins is out. He is. Uh, And even Dante DiVincenzo, Tiki knows. I loved this kid for years, going back to when he was at Nova. And he was with the Bucs, member early on. They traded him. He's been getting a lot of minutes early. He's even doubtful for tonight. So, outside of Toppin, Knicks are ready to go. Let's go. A little home cooking. Knicks, modest five and a half. Keep that streak going tonight at MSG. All right, back to the phones here. Let's get, uh, how about Brian out in Breezy Point on the fan talk a little Giants. Brian, what's happening, buddy? How are you? Hey, Tiki, Brandon, love you guys. Appreciate you, uh, man. I'll tell you, I, I woke up Monday happy, happy, happy. Um, in my neighborhood in Windsor Terrace, there's a bar, Farrell's Bar. And my father-in-law in 1969 with a couple of his friends started the Farrell's football trip. Okay. And every year, every year, we go to an away game 
So for 53 years, we've been going to catch the Giants somewhere. <laughs> and in 2000, 2007, we were at that game that changed their season around where we went on to win the Super Bowl. And ironically, it was in Washington yeah. where uh, Kiwika Mitchell and James Butler snuffed out Liddell Betts, and it really changed the course of our season. And I know we don't have the offensive firepower like we did in 2007-8, but it's a defining moment Monday, and uh, I'm really happy uh, we have something to cling to. Yeah, no, I mean, it's interesting. Washington's had a big part of a lot of the giant turnaround seasons. I I saw this thing. appreciate you called, Brian. I saw this thing. Wellington pokes. This is on – he didn't post it, obviously, because it was pre-social media, but they posted it on Instagram – after the Giants' victory, and Wellington said, of all the teams in the NFC East that I love beating, Washington gives me the most joy or whatever. Yeah, why would that be, though? I, I don't why? know. Would they go, I, not, not, not positive. Then, when did Wellington, when did he take over? What year? Let's see, it's 80 years when I was there. Ish. So, I mean, it was a long time. So, I'm going to say. Which I think was it. Give me, give me a year. I mean, I can look it up, too. Do you know off the top of your head? I don't know off the top of my head. But it was a long, it was a long time. I was ago. trying to think if Washington was coming off a Super no, Bowl at that point, were they I dominant? I mean, why would you rather beat them than Dallas or Philly? It's a good question. I would think that it maybe because Washington was at a high had a higher profile. But I don't think it's. Um, I think the Cowboys probably had the higher profile. Depends when he when right? he bought. Because, I don't know when he had the team. I, let me just look it. up. I do you yeah. not know this? I mean, I just Come kind on, of. I'll look, look it into up. It, but I don't. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But I think the, that the. Cowboys would have the higher uh, national profile. It was probably in the 40s, maybe. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Let's see. Let's, a co-owner of the... Yeah. 59. 59, actually. Um, 59. Co-owner from 59, but he... his hmm. Tim Mara, mm-hmm. who is his father, found founded the Giants in 25. Well, let me see. Wellington was a ball boy that year. Oh, what a great job being a ball boy. How much fun must that be? Imagine being a bat boy for the Yankees <laughs> or the Mets. No. Imagine that being your summer job. Yeah. First of all, yeah. the way you get tipped out is is just off the hook. Hey, go get my Mercedes. Hey, oh, go mm. get my Porsche. Go get my, forget about Mercedes. Go get yeah. my Tesla. Go get my whatever other car we could dream up here. Hey, here's, here's uh, 500 bucks. Go get me Go get me a Gatorade from the store. Keep the change. Yeah, that, oh, that, that makes God. sense because I remember the year he passed away. That was the 80th year. I remember that being gotcha. like a big thing in my head, and that was 05. That was the big game. Two, yeah. two what? 206 mm. in that game. 206 or was it 211? I think it was 206. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. And you could have had more. You don't even play. You didn't play the I fourth quarter, right? Quarter. Yeah. Let's get, uh, 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 uh. how about Chris in Monmouth County? Chris is on the fan with Tiki and Tierney. What's up, Chris? BT, Tiki, happy holidays. Always, thanks for taking the call. Pleasure, man. What's up? You got it, pal. So I wanted to make a Jets point with Salah, but you guys were mentioning how do you balance Knicks and Rangers. I'm a Knicks fan. BT, like you, the Ewing, Starks, Knicks, 94, all those years. The best part about NBA basketball back then was, the NBA on NBC, and I got oh. a fun fact for you. <laughs> I love it. it. About the, the music. Like Michael Jordan coming into the garden, Reggie Miller. <laughs> oh, I know. Guys, and you're sizzling, right? You got Peter Vesey. Yes. Got Marv, yeah. Right? Ready for this? Go ahead. I'm a detail guy. 
So about, a, about two years ago, I'm listening to a radio, and they're, they're doing kicks. And I'm listening to this music. It's weird. Right? I'm like, what is this? Then over the weekend, I don't know if it was Fox or CBS, college games. They have the music now. Yeah, Chris, they no, no, Chris, Chris, NBA. it's so, it's, Chris, no, you know what it is? It's FS1. It's the Big East. That's what I mean. It's the Big East. They've got the old NBC on, NBA this on NBC is, theme. This is, this is my problem with that, and I oh, want to make the Jets point, but this is my problem, BT. I think you'd agree. That is almost like going, like marrying your brother's, like, <laughs> like, uh, ex-wife. <laughs> Like, if you're an NBA 90s fan, that it's not worthy of that. Of that. Like, <laughs> who the hell ever. Yeah, I don't even know if it was worthy if it was the Big East with Mullen and Ewing. I mean, no, I hear you. I, I listen. It's, it's yeah. not like you can't think of original music in 2022. Yeah. I mean, well, but you can look at it a couple of different ways, Chris. They're keeping the spirit alive, man. I, no, but it's got to be, first of all, NBA on NBC is the best. I mean, it's the best. I There's, agree with nothing's you. Nothing's beating it. I nothing's loved it. it. Yeah. Anyway, Jets point. Yes. Listen, Salah, right? I don't think I've heard that many ums from my eighth grade daughter <laughs> on a press conference. It was horrible. He takes no accountability on what he's doing. I'm not saying fire him. I'm not going to go there. I got, well, why don't you say that? He's doing a good job. Fire him? That's not even no, a no, thought. No, 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 no. Here's what I'm saying. Zach Wilson was benched because of, because of his press conference. This past Sunday, I was listening on the radio. I was like, this guy makes excuses after excuses after excuses. And i got to be honest, this team deserves better. And he's stuck on Zach yeah, Wilson. They're trying to protect him. They're trying to protect him because he was his he, first pick ever. You're right. Was that not just like the optic was just, um, yeah, we have to, um. If that was Bill Belichick, yeah. he doesn't give you much, but at least he takes accountability. Look, and, and when uh, Robert Sala first came into the league as a, grad, as a, um, as a, um, quality control coach, you could get away with protecting your player. You, you could. And you, you don't really have to say anything. But if you're going to say something, you better say something meaningful. You can't, like, think we're just going to accept what you say any longer. And I got to be honest. I'm not on this train with you guys. Everybody's going to start dra- grading, like, grading out the guy's inflection and intonation. Stop. I mean, is this where we're going to start going with Robert Sala? So he had seven too many ums. No, it's not even that. So let's maybe. just throw them. I don't, them even, I, I, I don't, I don't even, know. I don't on. even care about the ums. I just care about, you know, protecting him to a fault and trying to blame it on the, you know, instant coffee era of evaluation. Well, you're hung up on that since I we am. started the it's show. Just, you you really hung up on this that you today. you would say that. Right? The only reason we're talking, we weren't talking about how bad Zach Wilson was playing until he got benched. We were talking about how good this team is to win despite not getting anything from the quarterback. And then he gets benched, and now Mike White plays fantastic in the construct of Mike LaFleur's system. And we're like, well, why can't Zach do that? And we talked about this multiple times. Oh, it's all the footwork and the fundamentals and blah, blah, blah. It's not that. It's a pro- He doesn't process, dude. He doesn't see it. He doesn't know what he's doing. And so the criticism... Is only heightened because he because he got benched, not because he's in his second year and he's still learning. No, I get it. he's shown the spotlight on something that now we are running with. That's, and, that's I, right. I don't disagree with that. That's right. I don't disagree with that. Don't, I need a little music here, T. You don't remember this, do you? Uh, today oh, at the Garden, that. Patrick Ewing in the Knicks battle, Michael Jordan, <laughs> Scotty Pippen, and the Chicago Bulls. 
It's a fierce Eastern Conference robbery. Knicks, Bulls, Knicks on NBC. And I remember, keep this going, I remember when they had like the montage beforehand. I remember in one of the montages, as they're going to commercial break, Ewing's big fist, which was like the size of a car. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, it was like the cameraman who was kind of like down. But he, remember, remember when Rodden kicked the guys, the, uh-huh. the cameraman yeah, yeah, yeah. and stones? Like the guy was in that location, and Patrick was like kind of kidding around, and mm-hmm. like he leaned down and he put his fist into the into the lens, and this music's going. <laughs> and you got big Ewing's fist coming out. Oh, my God. Today at the guard, it's the upstart New York Knicks. Pat Riley's New York Knicks against Phil Jackson's Chicago Bulls. It's a bloody robbery. It's a new chapter. Knicks, Bulls, next on NBC. Uh, and then he had Vessi stirring the pot. He was he was awesome. He was a troublemaker in a good way. Isaiah Thomas was on there uh, for a couple of years, too. Matty Gukas, Snapper Jones. Oh, my God. I mean... I know you fall in love with what you fall in love with, but there is no, at the time, that you fall in love with it. Mm -hmm. So everybody's different. There is nobody that can convince me that there is better music or better basketball than than that period. Nobody. Now, you can tell me aesthetically it's prettier now. I got it. Better shooters. I'm not saying that. The whole package, the ferocity, the robberies, the music, the stars, like the, I mean, Jordan. Barclays. I mean, just a bird. I mean, there's a little bit after bird. But just the names. Oh, my. Carl Malone. Incredible. Yeah. Every they, day was awesome. Mm. The rivalries were, were important. They're not so much important anymore. Give me that music again, though. Give me that music again. <laughs> yeah. Half these people are like, what Give the hell me that. are you no, talking Well, about? then we're going to educate them. That's okay. <laughs> they don't know what this is. You got to know what came before you, Barbara. Mm. You know, you knew the running backs that were there before. No one knew you probably didn't. <laughs> I, uh, you knew about Joe Morris, Deke. Of course I did. You knew about Butch Wolfolk, right? Of course. Ron, Today. Ron Johnson. Oh, oh yeah, Ron Johnson. Today at the Garden, it's the young ascending Knicks and that black and blue style of basketball taking on the high-flying Chicago Bulls led by Michael Jordan. Knicks, Bulls, next, right here. On NBC. Whose music was this? What's that? Whose music was this? This is uh, John Tesh. Come on, dude. Do you think I don't know the answer to what's that? What's it called? What? What's What's the name of the song? Well, I called the NBA the <laughs> the NBA on NBC the NBA on NBC theme. No basketball. Wait, wait, wait. It's called basketball. Um, ah, there is an official name for it. Uh, you ready? Oh, now, I, I love when they would go to commercial break. Round. Ewing knocks down the 15-footer. Derek Harper getting hot as well. The Knicks up 10. Back to the garden with more in a moment right here on NBC. It's called round ball. Ah, round ball. I knew that. <laughs> I knew that. Hoff, does that music excite you at all? Doesn't excite no, you No, it doesn't move him one night. Well, I had some moments with it. I mean, it was okay. I mean, it doesn't do as much as compared to other music. There's no better music in any sport at any period than that. There's no better music. I don't know what else. The only other music that that kind of like resonates with me for sure, but it was slower and it was different, was the This Week in Baseball theme. That one. What other theme could even think about? I don't think I paid attention to it enough. What other theme could even think about that even puts it in the category of that theme that we just played? I thought Monday Nothing. Night Football was pretty big for a while. Yeah, that was good, too. 
That was I, good. That, that just not as good as more. this. Yeah. Uh, what, are you ready for Monday night? Yeah. Yeah. Well. Got me going. I mean, let's just, we just like the boots. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, are you ready for some football? I mean, ready that, for the boots. No, that, that was a great tune. <laughs> are you ready for some football? I'm ready for the boots. Yeah. You know? It would get guys excited. Guys would be jacked up for it. Yeah, the regardless. boots would get them excited. <laughs> <laughs> this theme gets me excited, this music right here. Why, because it means we're out of here? Yeah. You clown. He <laughs> you stop talking about the NBA? Ack, what is the best music in the history of sports like... I'm not even describing this properly because I know we have to break soon. The NBA on NBC theme. I like oh. the NBA on CBS theme. Ugh. That was be- that was very yeah, good, but the NBA so on NBC was 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 really really good. That was the best way to kill the mood there. Yeah, of course. <laughs> act, just, uh, man, oh man, this guy is the opposite of Viagra. He brings everybody down. <laughs> well, I, I don't agree. <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm just kidding. Hey, uh, Carton, my opinion. Carton, I got you. I got you. Carton Roberts up next. Have an awesome day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye bye. Stick around. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.